What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? Happy late Friday night. Yeah, we flowing right now. I'm writing down idea after idea. I have so many new reels that I'm about to make. I just came up with one, two, three. Well, this third one's pretty long. Different reels that are just going to be bomb. They're going to be so good. I cannot wait to release them. And Paul I got so many talk, new ideas. Paul talking about reels and releasing content is so exciting for me. Oh, actually, I'm working on my fourth one. So I've done three and I'm doing my fourth one now. I think we should totally get my new phone tomorrow so we can make this content on that new camera. That'd be bomb. iPhone 13. We're going to need like a camera stand though. Right? One of those oh. things oh, yeah. that people put the camera on or no? A tripod yeah, as Hugh calls it. I call it a camera think I stand. I have one, but we can get one at Best Buy. Uh, you have the little thing, but that goes on the ground. I guess, yeah, you could put that here. Mm -hmm. Probably don't have to. Cool. Cool. So, I was talking about something the last couple hours, actually, <laughs> that I've been wanting to record. And I've been wanting to record. Michelle and I have been having such unbelievable conversations mm -hmm. since, I mean, all the time, but especially starting... I think it was two weeks ago. I don't know. Time has been difficult to track recently. Yeah, because we're just like. I think maybe it was a week ago. Um, so when we no, it would have been a week and a half ago. When we were in downtown Phoenix. Yeah, at that other place. Oh, I got. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we are big fans of edibles. They definitely create the energy and the flow. And Michelle had way too much, and it was a pretty crazy of a night. But in there, we had such unbelievable raw conversations that would not have happened without it, I think. Mm -hmm. At least not to that level. And I was the whole night, I was looking for my recorder, I was looking for my SD card, and I couldn't get the pieces, and it, was, and, uh, um, it just was not able to create it in that night. guess it wasn't meant to be. So tonight, again, the same thing. I was like, I got to get the pieces together. Boom. I have it all so I can finally share. Talked about a lot of things. Um, I got some really cool reels. I won't give away um, the scripts, but I'll share the titles of what I'm working on. And what's funny is if we release this and they've already been made, um, it'd be go fun to look them. back at this yeah, and Please go watch, go watch them. them. So the first one... Uh, we're going to be doing some fun content with Jamil on Monday. Ooh. Jamil Damji, shout out. And um, let's make sure this thing's recording. Yes, it is. Okay. So um, we're going to be doing that with Jamil. I came up with this uh, two really cool ones, and one of them I really want to do with him. Um, and it's called How Our Faith Has Empowered Our Rapid Success in Real Estate. And I think Jamil is going to love that. He's all about that. You'll have to see more about that. That's a very, very good one. Uh, tomorrow we're going to create one about uh, called Living Your Dreams or Being Happy, uh, which is another very cool one because I don't know about you, but I was told for a long time I either have to live my dreams um, or uh, be happy. Title still in work. <laughs> That doesn't uh, make sense. It's it's live, live your dreams. Pursue your dreams or and be happy. be happy. Exactly. But that's the what the real is going to say. You don't have to give it away. Oh, I. 
<laughs> that's the topic of the reel and it will be created and sharing about that yes the answer is i can do both and that's what the reel is about um i love this art and by the way back to the first one faith not has been the biggest part of creating our success in real estate and in everything and that's what that reel will be about mm. uh the third one is about what i've the success that i have created i know a lot of people have heard about michelle's success um and what she's been doing with realtor outreach and i've been doing wholesaler outreach so most of my deals have been what are called co-wholesaling deals mm -hmm. and many of them have been land or multifamily deals all off market and so i'm going to share how to make a lot of money with those that strategy and so that's something i'm working on as well and then i'm working on a new one that i just started that is um how do you use social media to build your real estate business anywhere in the world? Mm. Uh, I'm oh. working on that one. That's exactly what we did, y'all. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what we did. And oh, it's... What we're doing. Yes. Um, and also, <sighs> it's... Now I lost what I was going to say. Now I got to reread it. Oh, yeah, just stupid mistakes that we've seen people make in using social media that all of you can avoid just very simple easy things that people can avoid uh, to make themselves seem credible and obviously credibility creates trust which creates more success so that's going to be a good one as soon as we're done here i'm going to keep writing that one down so anyway michelle and i as many of you know we're both in a cult for over 10 plus years and it's something that uh, while we're both super grateful that that prepared us mm -hmm. for real estate for what we're doing now so there's no regrets there's no upset you know obviously right. but and we're still healing through it you know there's yes. still a lot of emotions and things that we're healing through and even now traumas of just uh, you know different <laughs> things like I was telling Michelle earlier mm. about how you know Jamil Damji who's become a really good friend and a, a mentor to us uh, in real estate um, he's you know of Indian heritage and when we were in our cult of uh, Amway BWW, we almost all of our mentors and the high rankers were from Indian heritage. Mm -hmm. And so it really got to a point where I didn't know anyone. And anyone I saw that was Indian, I just assumed that they were part of this group, which is obviously not true, not or anywhere true, not even anywhere close to that. But I was that's all I knew. And then when we left, there's now a lot of trauma of seeing how so many of them were so pursuing you know money and using people to do that and just and their attitudes behind making money like they don't care how they make money as long yes, as they make it they'll break and bend any break, rule yeah. they'll hurt people if they have to and they'll rationalize it and justify it and it's okay right and we were this hustle wanna, mindset i don't want to say that we were victims but we were we experienced we were we experienced the dark side of the Indian heritage because we broke, you know, quote unquote their rules and we weren't performing to how they wanted us to perform, or we even affected their income and their influence and their fame in some way. And so, you know, I don't know, I I can't speak for Paul, but for me, I definitely when I left, I just judged every Indian heritage that came my way, and I've spoken to a lot of my Indian associates you know that were also in the business and i explained to them like you know is it bad that like i kind of judge you guys for 
you know, doing certain things. And this is my experience with your culture. And a lot of people, especially that have parents that were in the business, you know, a lot of them are also dealing with their own healing for the culture. And so it's just very interesting how our real estate coach is of Indian descent. And you were seeing the good side of him because he, I'm sure he, I mean, he know, he has told us he has gone through a lot of healing meditation prayer um after going through really dark moments for him you know in his life and he came out the other side where now he's not chasing after money or using people to make money anything is the other way around he literally doesn't have to do anything like literally not like amway i don't have to do anything i'll make money but i'm still doing all the shit (laughs) because i technically do need to make the money and technically need to do all the things to make the money like the people that we're surrounded by, they literally do not have to do any of the content, any of the videos, any of the courses to make money. They're all multi multi millionaires, but they really do it because they love serving and they love and they the love what they do. They love what they do. They're just doing the same thing they did from the start. They're just much better at it, and they get to teach other people. Correct. Um, and I think to go back to before, what we experienced, you know, Hugh. Hugh Zhang, the person who brought, brought me into a cult and took me out of a cult. And now I've brought him into astro flipping and, oh and real estate investing, which is amazing. Oh, how and the now, tables have turned. You know, and now we're actually about to start working a real estate market together. Mm. And for so long, our relationship was, you know, we're always friends. And he was the teacher and I was the student. Mm. And now it's so cool in this situation. You know, I was his downline. He was my upline. So it was, you know, and we were friends. But now it's flipped where there's no downline upline or any of that anymore but there is the opportunity where i get to be a teacher to him and he gets to be a student and it's really exciting that we get to work together in that facet you know and um what we did a podcast together and he did an episode called the dark side of ambition Mm. when we left the cult we did a whole podcast and all those people excommunicated us and He did one episode called The Dark Side of Ambition. And that's exactly, I feel like, what we experience with the Indian culture. They're such ambitious people. They're so ambitious that there's a dark side to it. That they'll be willing to do whatever and rationalize whatever, you know, to achieve what they think for their family and for them. And, uh, you know, that's definitely what we experienced. And now it's so cool that God has given this opportunity, you know, instead of holding that for the rest of our lives, this experience with the Indian culture which we needed to have. We needed to have some group had to do this, that we had to have this experience. Um, And it was the Indian culture. And now God gave us that. And then God gave us the counterbalance, somebody like Jamil Damji, who it truly is, you know, you know, he's a human, you know, he has, you know, flaws and issues just like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he is an amazing human being who truly cares about his people. Doesn't pretend to care and then actually not. Doesn't pretend that he could be doing other things, but he really can't. He could be doing other things, and he just chooses not to. He he really does care about his people, so yeah. it's, it's an interesting and, that that's how it worked out. And he also has shared with us that he's fucked up, you know, and, and he's shared with us all the shit that he's been through and why he is the way that he is. Whereas in the, in the environment that we were in with the Indian culture, none of them ever owned up to the shit that they did in the past. Never. Or the shit that they did in the current no, they've right. done no shit. That's right. Their... Like they come off as these perfect, humble, amazing multimillionaire mentors. They're so, so they're, perfect. The, they're the way we 
to understand it. They're the way that most people see celebrities. Exactly. We, to us, they were celebrities. For sure. And they're just this perfect couple and everything that they have, we must idolize, we must want, we must worship them when they walk into a room, pull out the red carpets, pull out your phones, like hold your breath, like dress up, smell good, look good, like all these things. Um, and when you try to find a flaw in them or question them about something that doesn't sit right with your spirit, you're immediately the enemy. And you're immediately someone that they just question. Um, whereas with Jamil, he's so open to talk about, you know, like he shared with us how he was addicted to painkillers and he was going through really dark moments in his life with money and all these different things and drugs and alcohol. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he shared that with not just us, but like all his students. Um, he shared it in multiple podcasts as well. And you know he always talks about he's a sinner he's made mistakes and because of that this is why he is who he is this is why he meditates this is why he's so loving and and supportive and like all the things you know so very different um very different experience that we're going through right now and i'm just grateful that you know we're not letting our past traumas um block or block the, the blessings and the, and the abundance yeah. you know there was somebody that messaged me today you know us being backstage on one of the youtube channel the youtube channel for real estate and for ttp and brent daniel they're like oh somebody messaged me i guess she was kidding but i kind of took offense of it and she was like oh no you joined another pyramid scheme and i was like i did question mark and she was like, oh, I'm just kidding. Haha, <laughs> wait, did you? I was like, I'm backstage at one of the most famous real estate TV shows on YouTube. What do you mean? So you see, it's like a lot of people that have been in, you know, network marketing and stuff. They let their traumas block opportunities. They let their traumas block blessings. And Versus the opposite. We've had so many people who are in network marketing cults mm -hmm. with us. Who have now decided to join in real estate of course with us because they've allowed that blessing right and also they trust us like you know we have let our traumas become teachers and guides to what we know we want and the things that we do not want this is why i spent a lot of time researching you know the astro flipping course really researching jameel studying him really noticing his energy because i know what i do not want and i know what i do want you know, so it's very important. Mm-hmm. Have some bubbly. <laughs> yes. Shout out to my new favorite sparkling water. Thank God. Company aside from Perrier, which is my favorite, and which is and, your uh, best best. And favorite. Lacroix is Michelle's favorite. <laughs> we have now become fans of bubbly. <laughs> By the way, oh, growing up, I never drank soda. I would have, if I drank soda growing up. Uh, and the reason I never drink soda is because I didn't like the, the bubbles, yeah. the sparkle. Yeah. Um, if I had drank soda growing up, I would not have teeth. Because really? so much time, I remember as a teenager when I was in my rebel phase, I just wouldn't brush my teeth. Because I just thought I, I thought I was cool for doing, for like not doing it. And if I drink soda, I would not have teeth right now. So I'm very blessed that I didn't <laughs> drink soda. You are, uh, guys are so gross. Like, my mom would tell us if we don't brush our teeth at night, cockroaches will come and eat us. I was us. a teenager and I was a rebel. 
and I was around because I was no, a very low self. Of- I was a low self-image kid, and all I was seeking was acceptance. And so and I would, people were going to accept you with just thinking as breath. Let me finish. So I'd <laughs> hang around kids who weren't the best influence. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Because I was looking for it anyway, anywhere mm. I could find it, and ended up with kids that weren't the best influence. And I think one or some of them influenced me to not do it. So who got you into seltzer water? Well, that's you. That's what I was saying. Is Michelle is the one who's gotten me into it. I still don't drink soda much. I do like Sprite sometimes. Um, sometimes we drink soda, but occasionally. As soon as I start, my if my teeth feel weird for even a second, no soda for a while. Yeah. Well, I was always super obsessed with soda. And if you guys remember Excess, if you're an Amway. Yeah. I loved Excess. Excess was soda. the first drink, like sparkly drink. Yeah. That I ever liked. I love sparkly drinks. And so when I started my plant-based diet, um, you know, I was still drinking soda and like sparkling lemonade and stuff like that. And. My trainer was like, why don't you try LaCroix? It tastes like soda. It's water. Has no, what is it, no flavors? No, uh, artificial sweeteners. Artis- artificial sweeteners, zero calories, zero sugars, nothing. And when I tried LaCroix, guys, I was like, oh, this is it. And we drink, well, I, at least I drink three cans a day. And it's like, no guilt. Tastes like soda. I love the sparklingness of it. And we just, we're sparkling water people. <laughs> so... Anyways, I love it. Commercial break. Uh, we should get Enjoying this new by. mango flavor. Yeah, for real. Oh yeah, do you like when the mango this thing flavor? goes big? We're gonna one of these companies will. Lacroix is already us. big, but bubbly. I think it's like catching on. All right, bubbly. Shout out. You like the mango flavor? This mango one is real good. Yeah. You tried it? <laughs> we have the watermelon Lacroix, which oof, I love. I love the guava Lacroix, the lime. Mm. Oh, we tried some really good ones in Mexico too. Yes, absolutely. I'm a. I, I also like San Pellegrino, but they're not my favorite. Mm, yeah, that's only when we go to restaurants. So what were we talking about just a second ago before I started talking about bubbly? Commercial break. Uh, we were talking about not letting our traumas block our blessings. Yeah, traumas are teachers. Might have to be the yeah, title of this. Exactly, traumas are teachers. That's exactly what it is. And for a long time, uh, our traumas uh, did affect us. You know, we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, traumas definitely were our teachers and we're so perfect and blah, blah, blah. No. My traumas definitely affected me, especially, you know, when I officially left Elmo's team. Uh, and I and I ran back to my original mentors, right? Ray and Tamara were my original mentors before Elmo basically like told everyone not to talk to him and like he was the new Napoleon, the new Hitler of the group of the of our group. Um, I really had to sit down and realize like all the shit that I was that he did to me that really affected me and then eventually when I left BWW as a whole and I started learning about narcissism and I started learning about controlling controlling tactics I realized that holy shit I was a victim of a narcissistic mentor and I had no idea what that word was but certain things that he would do really affected me and it affects me today like, I can sense narcissistic energy, traits, actions, words, body language, verb, verbal 
from a mile away because I'm so, I, I recognize it so well because I've experienced it and I've also studied it and that was just my healing because I really needed to understand like what I was going through. Um, but one of the biggest things that narcissists, narcissists do is make you believe that you are the worst person in everything that you do, that everything that goes wrong in your life, in your business, within yourself, it's 100% your fault. And they constantly make that put that, mind, put that in your mind, but they're so perfect. Nothing is wrong with them. And for a long time, I really thought that Elmo was perfect and I was the idiot. Like, I was not good enough. I would never be like him and his wife. I will never have that lifestyle, etc. It wasn't until I started working on myself and really started to tap into my my inner strength and really started to realize like what I'm capable of that when I started to question him and he questioned me back by by me questioning me that's and but then I started to realize like wait a minute I've been working out I've been praying I've been journaling I've been meditating there's no way that something's wrong with me like something is clearly wrong with you and they constantly make you battle yourself and you're in this constant battle in your mind wondering if something is wrong with you and that's just one way speaking of that i'll never forget and michelle doesn't like this story what? of the time that she was doing the open yes that's a perfect example of narcissistic energy well uh, where do she you was think projecting, i was getting that she was I, which know. I was projecting okay but let me others. tell this story because so, I was getting it myself. So I was finally in a place where I, I hit and rock. And I do hate this story. I hit rock bottom. I moved back in with my parents. I was finally staying at a job and paying, getting out of debt, getting into shape. I was waking up every morning at, I think it was 5.15, 5.25 a.m. Every morning because I would go work out and do CrossFit, which is really intense workouts um, for an hour before work. Um, and then go to work mm -hmm. and so and then I would after work drive from Connecticut to New York City in traffic anywhere yeah. from an hour or two to New York City after work through the crazy traffic to go to the meetings in New York City in Manhattan so from the suburbs of Connecticut into Manhattan um, and I would drive in and I would be at these events and they'd be going until <laughs> 11 12 1 I mean people they were encouraged people encouraged to never leave and we didn't want to leave this was our social community so I'll just I'll never forget I was in this great place I was feeling good about myself I was working out and I'll never forget Michelle on stage doing her training for the second half uh, of one of the, the meetings in Manhattan and she's like don't go to the gym don't work out I don't have time for that I'm building my business you know and at she, the time, right, I had a really big successful business and then you, you know, I don't know. I mean, you had also a successful business, but in your mind, you're like, but this is Michelle Garavito, like she's killing it. And so you would, you would leave the meeting and start questioning yourself. Well, that's exactly what happened because I'll right. never forget. I was going to my car where it was parked and one of my good friends, Mark Rankin, went with me and he was in two cults at the time. Oh my God, bless um, him, Mark. And, and yet at the same time, he's always been a free thinker. <laughs> Um, and now he's free, free, free. Oh yeah, free, free, he's free, beyond free, 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 free. So he just—I went. I was like, Mark, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling amazing. I'm going to the gym. I'm waking up early, and I'm just exhausted right now. And Michelle's up there telling me not to work out. I don't know what to do. And he's just like, you know, most people, especially somebody's in two cults, would say, "Do what you're told." 
Mm. And he's like, do what makes you feel good. Right. Don't listen to her. Well, why why did you why do you, this is important for people to see? Why is it that even though you knew you were feeling good, why is it that you were like, but wait, she just told me to do this? Like, who am I to you? What were what was you? Well, anybody who's training time? on stage is considered somebody who's a real person of influence that I should listen to, and especially somebody like Michelle, who everybody knew was making big things happen, and just was a very dynamic speaker. You know, people really listened when she spoke. Um, because she didn't just train from a place of business it really just felt genuine and you know as anyone knows she's a trustworthy person and so she portrays trustworthiness in her training mm-hmm. and so you know I don't know I felt it if other people had said it maybe I wouldn't have heard it as much yeah but hearing yeah, it from Michelle it just really hit me when I'm sitting there exhausted wanting to go home and so I can wake up and go work out again and so that's just like the perfect example of, the, of what you're saying of mm-hmm. questioning what's working for me like why would anybody if anything i should question like why am i here why am i even at this event so i'm feeling amazing i don't need to be here i'm out exactly. that why didn't that thought but i've been so indoctrinated i was not even thinking that well it's also because you know at the time both of us we were just not confident within ourselves we were yeah. confident in the influence and the leadership that we're leading us leading our lives leading everything at the Mm -hmm. time um and it's funny because even like now we don't really ask advice from anyone because paul and i have really developed such incredible results in our lives and our finances and our spirituality and our relationship that we don't need to go anywhere beyond ourselves to get the answers that we're looking for it is all within us so like even for you right you used to ask advice for different people and now you find it within yourself but that took time you know for you to really prove to yourself that you are worthy of finding those answers within at the time you you didn't feel like you were worthy because you were getting the answers from outside of course right so but that's their target market is people who need that acceptance or looking for that you know, whatever, their guidance, somebody to lead them, somebody to think for them. That's their target audience, and those are the weakest people, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because a true leader is really someone who can develop other leaders, not someone that has a ton of followers. And in that environment, they always said, oh, you want to see if you're a leader? Take a walk, look behind you, and see who's following you. But in reality, is like if you want to be a real, if you want to be a true leader, lead and see who else is leading. Yeah, that's true leadership for me. Exactly. It's not, I don't want to be following. Well, the way they're anyone. saying it is not leadership. That's just influence. Influence. Because yeah. you could be influencing them in a not so good way. Right. It's like social media influencers, right? Look at all these influencers. I mean, hey, I follow some of these influencers myself, and I lo- there's some that I really love. And a lot of these in followers of these influencers don't go ahead and do what these influencers are doing. Get brand deals, get paid, you know, sponsored posts. They don't go out and create awesome content. You know, they're just sucking on these influencers' dick. Like, oh my God, you're so awesome. I love you. I love all your videos. They're the first ones to comment. They're the first ones to like. But they're not out creating content and pitching brand deals to big brands. Like, come on. You know, um, 
is the same thing with, you know, with Astro, right? Like, we can easily be just like, oh, my God, Jamil, he's a celebrity, and we get to hang out with him. Or we take his material that he created, and we ran with that shit, and we created results. And now he is a friend that we are equals, and, hey, we can surpass him one day. He's totally cool with that, you know, and we're totally confident in saying that. So, and that's true leadership, right? Like, we know... We know um, people in Astro that have surpassed what he has done, you know, in a short amount of time or in, the, or in a month or whatever. And that's true leadership right there is someone that can create other leaders, not just a bunch of followers. So how do we get on this leadership topic? Uh, I don't know. Oh, because you, we were talking about narcissism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Transitioned. Oh, yeah. Hmm. This is good stuff. Oh, it is. I was gonna say something and I lost it. Yo, you know what I'm excited about? We're sleeping in tomorrow. Oh yeah. No alarm, space mask on. Mm-hmm. Oh, our super comfy bed. So one of the things I was talking about earlier, which um, reminded me to go get this recorder, um, mm-hmm. is the idea of how people can influence others in a way where there's no empathy like they truly don't see any of the people that they hurt like i am i will agree that network marketing is providing value to people you know obviously there's a certain percent that really are making money um, who are doing intense sales but there and there's also value like the books that they read the positive association the skills the train you know get learning how to speak in front of groups you know these are real learning how to get on the phone these are real skills that they do add uh, I don't think they're worth it because they're in a cult and it requires a whole life commitment to it mm-hmm. um, but and and they won't get results yeah and there's value in it that we gain from it that has benefited us now so that I want to just put that there is a positive side to it oh yeah uh, there is value in it oh, excuse um, me and how um, human beings can use the can focus so much on the little bit of good and rationalize all the people that they hurt all the people that don't make it and they excommunicate you know all the you know just the way that they do things in such a shady manipulative controlling way and be okay with it it must be coming from a place um, of lack of empathy which boils down to a place of being somewhere around some kind of psychological like sociopath or psychopath meaning that they have no ability to empathize or be compassionate Mm -hmm. they you know uh, i don't know if i'm gonna have to cut this part out but this is just what we were talking about and i think it's important um because i remember um you know one of my high ranking uh uplines you know, business mentors whatever you know always would joke about how he had to teach himself how to smile <laughs> and it was funny right it's a funny thing that he had to literally go into uh, the fact that people would laugh at this though it's but thinking about it is it, it's funny i mean yes it is it is a funny idea like he had to sit in a mirror and like say smile more smile like he had to look in a mirror and say am i smiling no i'm not smiling like yeah it's a funny oh that's funny and looking at it now 
what does if I'm a psychologist, what does that sound like to me? Yeah, Definitely sociopath, psychopath, somebody who literally can't smile. Yeah, it's coming from you know to put it in an easier term, it's coming from a person who's robotic. Yeah. Like they do what they do. There's no worry. And there's no regret. No there's no empathy. They're just they don't you know have they're a heart. they're from such a logical place yeah. that anything to manipulate to get what they need is okay, <laughs> and anything they have to rationalize it's okay, and that's why I don't see them as you know I prefer not to see them as bad people. I just see them with that they were they have been I don't know the right way to say it. They don't have the ability to even see it. And they've been get put in an industry where it's encouraged. And it's it's like a, 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 imagine having a part of you that's not the good side of you that's completely out of control. And they're put in an environment where these people like this thrive. Basically, think of it like... Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, it's so true. People it's an, it's like breeding ground for people who don't have empathy. Oh my gosh, that's exactly Not everyone is. is that way. Many of them are great people, or at least some of them. But many of them are just there because they know that they can... It's like a home... It's it's like a, like a breeding ground, right? Mm-hmm. Of people who don't have empathy, don't, you know, and are willing to learn how to manipulate and yes, control people. and the people that hit those high ranks are people that lack empathy. And I can definitely vouch for that. Because Not all of them, but most of them. Most of them. I'll say like 90% of them. Because I was one of those high rankers that hit ranks that only 0.05% of people hit. Um, And when I was hitting those ranks, I definitely lacked empathy. I didn't care about you. I didn't care about your rent. I didn't care about how you're struggling with money. I don't care. Max out your credit card. Take the money they use for rent. Order these products because I need to hit this rank. And that's how I hit most of my ranks is with lack of empathy. And when I started to really tap into my healing and I really start, my business started going backwards a little bit because I started to tap into who I truly am, an empathetic, you know, an empath. That's truly who I really am. So when I really started to tap into who I truly am, empathic, you know, highly sensitive person, HSP, you know, loving, friendly you know things like that my business started to go backwards and i started to lose the respect of the think of it (laughs) right the image that they use in business a lot which is so funny how they just flip the script they use this business like the visual of the crab trying to get out of the bucket and all the other crabs trying to pull them back yeah right (laughs) but they use that to show like when somebody's trying to succeed and everyone's trying to pull them back but the reality is that's them right right as i start to literally elevate Elevate. myself and work Mm -hmm. on myself and love myself all they want to do is pull me back yes that's exactly what it was i know like when i started working out when i started to wear my hair naturally when i stopped wearing makeup they were just like really trying to pull me back really making me feel bad for doing these things and I just didn't understand it. Like, I started getting weird looks from my from my upline. I started to get, like, eye rolls, people telling them not to sit next to me because I was working out, not wearing makeup anymore, and having my hair naturally. And I truly was so happy, but my business was not growing, and they didn't understand why I was happy. Because you're only happy when your business is growing, according to them. But I was happy because I was 
I was losing weight. I was feeling good about myself. I was journaling a lot. I was praying a lot. I was truly doing the things that made me happy. But my business wasn't really growing, and I was totally fine with that because I was really taking that time to really work on myself. But they didn't get it. They're like, bitch, your business is not growing. Why are you so happy? And she's a psycho. Nobody talked to her. <laughs> but isn't that funny? The psychopath is calling you psycho. I but know, is, of course. Because but this is it, right? wrong with them. And this is what's so funny. And that's why whether you love Trump or hate Trump, look at, just look at this for me and like take that, that the answer to that out, right? The people who don't like him, mm-hmm. a big reason why is because he's able to really, you know, control and manipulate people and mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, is, and not honest, says one thing, does another, and everyone says, this is horrible, this is terrible, right? But then the people who love him, just love him, don't give a shit. And I mean, it's the same thing that we went through in a cult. I mean, it's the same exact kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that um, uh, these people were doing these kind of things, but we don't see it because we're in it. Right. (laughs) Because when we're in it, we're not able to see it. Right. Only when you take a step back that you're like, oh my God. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, what you're saying is so on point. I mean... Shoot, I had so many good points that I'm losing right now because I'm getting tired. I know, I'm tired too. But no, but I gotta finish this. I'm I'm flowing. Um, shoot, what were they just saying? Oh, you were saying the psychopath called me a psychopath. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they flipped the script because that's what Trump would do, right? Yeah. He would call people what he is yeah right oh you're you're all idiots when he's an idiot about something or whatever <laughs> it is right right he would call it out or he would spin it before it comes out spin it in his way and his people you know and then the, the people who are sharing all the other messages mm-hmm. brand them as the bad guys don't listen to them right mm-hmm. fake news right so can you listen to anything that they're saying so only listen to what i'm saying only what i'm saying is the truth mm-hmm. right and so it's like the same thing that we went through and so now that was just a good metaphor to help anybody else understand. And now look back. What we went through was indoctrination, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing that went through. Like it's hard to think of indoctrination without thinking with Hitler and what he did. Mm-hmm. He got his people. You know, when he was elected, he was popular. People liked him. And slowly and slowly, he took more power, and he and he was able to indoctrinate people slowly where mm-hmm. in the Nuremberg trials after World War II you know he was gone but the the rest were left all of his leaders and all of their defense was like I was just doing my job because mm-hmm. the empathy obviously these people were psychopaths and they were just doing what they were told mm-hmm. if they didn't do it they'd be killed and isn't it the same thing in business if you didn't do not physically upline, killed but cut off killed I mean did it kill you when you when you're when everybody in your team that you spent a decade to build and grow those relationships, I mean, some of those weddings you went to and yeah, baby being babies being born and engagements and seeing people literally grow up, kill like that kills you. At yeah. a point that killed me. Yeah. You know, um, but we have rebirths, motherfuckers. Oh yeah, it's necessary. <laughs> oh my gosh, but, I was on some of their Instagrams on your page because they have me blocked, and I was just looking at some of their photos, and I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want to. I I will never ever want to be friends with any of those people ever again, because we are just not this. We we would never attract each other. 
You know, like we are we're two totally in two totally different realms of life. Absolutely, same and, planet, different realities. Yeah, same planet, they're completely different realities, and they're in a, just a completely different reality. Their energy, the way that just looking at photos, I can just sense the energy of just like right. Ugh, Isn't it funny to realize that was it. you at one point? And that was me at one point. Like I would desperately want to be in the inner circle of these people, and I was, and then. I had to constantly keep fighting to, sh- you know, to earn that respect. And now it's just like, ugh. if they ever, ever want to try to talk to us, it probably will never happen <laughs> because we just won't allow it. It just it will ne- we we will never let them come into our space that we have created this yes. magical bubble of happiness, joy, wealth, excitement, travel. And to whoever said that we joined another pyramid in real estate. I had a lot of trauma when Michelle was signing up for something <laughs> and I have drawn a lot of lines to show the the similar aspects to the organizations that we're working with now and before and we are primed and ready to know if we are in a cult and if someone is trying to control us and that is exactly what is not happening now and that is how we know and we've proven because a lot of people go through this where they get out of getting so many cults or in such so traumatized they can't be in groups anymore. They can't be around me. other people and they can't allow someone to influence them or mentor them. And now we, this has allowed us to realize, wow, I can have somebody who's a, a mentor figure to me, have a community that I appreciate and support yeah, and not need them, not be dependent on them, yes. not be controlled by them exactly. and actually have this, the, the opposite of that. Right, right, exactly. That was me. Like when I left MWBWW, I did not want to be a part of, any groups, any organizations, any, uh, what's the word? Uh, gurus. Gurus, church groups, communities. Oh, when people would say, you need to be a part of a community. I don't want to be a part of it. No community. I don't want no coach, no mentors. I don't want none of that shit at all. And, you know, obviously when we entered into a new industry we realized we need a coach we need someone to guide us and create that blueprint we found that in Jamil and what Paul said is so important we do not need the community for us to continue to grow we love and support the community and we appreciate the community and we are here to help the community but we do not need the community when we were in network marketing we needed that community for us to feel that we were important for us to continue to grow our business. Like we needed that. Um, we needed our mentors to like constantly be b- behind our neck and they wanted us to need them so they can control us. Whereas Jamil, he's like, I don't want you to feel like you need me. Like I'm here to support you and I'm going to help you, but you guys got it. Like do your thing. Um, and yeah, <laughs> trust me, we are not controlled. Nobody tells us what to do. We have we we have created our own success from the blueprints that were given to us. And now we're just getting a lot of opportunities because of the growth and the results that we have created um, from that. So it is wonderful, guys. Yeah. It is truly beautiful. Absolutely. So... Back to what I was saying about psychopaths, where this all started. Oh my God. And also, can we go to bed after? I was saying to Michelle, all right, we'll end with this. But I was saying that the one of the high rankers who is a, a, 
yeah. a coach of mine, yeah, um, his spouse bought him this book called The Speed of Trust uh -huh. by Stephen R. J. R. Covey, I think, the son of the other Stephen Covey. And these are the, the he's the most logical human being well, I've ever met. I can't read met. any of his books. What was one of his famous books? Um, the Seven, no. The highly seven, habits, seven, seven habits, habits of, of highly effective people. people. I cannot read that book for shit. I was never able to read it. No, but I cannot. People who are super logical—that's what they read. And now, real, think about this: What is the first thing that they teach people in network marketing, at least in what we were doing? People skills, mm -hmm. right? How to deal with people. It now, what are people skills? They're a helpful, worthwhile thing to learn. I'm not putting them down. It is worthwhile, helpful thing. I think everyone could benefit from. Now. Why is people skills, right? If it's me knowing what I know now, right? And this is an organization has been around a long time. Yeah. They should know better, right? Knowing what I know now, I, and even years ago I had this thought, teaching people skills is important, but it's not the first priority. Mm -hmm. The first priority is like now, which is now, which is like how we vet who we work with now. Mm -hmm. Is this a person of faith? Is this a person that meditates, mm -hmm. right? So starting on that, deep level like do we vibe is there that that connection on that deep spiritual level like uh um is this somebody that i can work with mm -hmm. right have they done that work yet mm -hmm. right that's the answer i want to get when i'm partnering with somebody now right. not necessarily not not just people skills right people the reason why now that you're talking about people skills the reason why i feel like they teach people skills is um in network marketing is because they're they say oh it's people skills but it's really people's kill it's a liter it's literally people using that tactic to kill other people by controlling them oh exactly that's what i was gonna say is it's that just it's a tactic to control that's exactly what it is yeah. like it's a beneficial thing that i think people can worth you know can benefit from learning and if they haven't done the internal work yet to get their shit together, you know, align with the higher power, get their morals and values like lined up with who they truly are, then that is now a, they're learning how to just manipulate people. That's right. all they're so, learning. So, yeah, it's so super surface. I'm not going to get deep in your core and try to help you. This should have been the first red flag for anybody entering a cult or network marketing. If the first step, I mean, at least some cults mm -hmm. do start this way, mm -hmm. but this one did not. You know, of like on that deep core level, like, what is your purpose? Why are you here? Like, you know, like at least some cults start with that, like Scientology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in this case, they're just like, all right, you're in. We're going to help you. First thing you got to do is how to control people. I mean, that's really they're teaching their witchcraft. Yeah. Right. What is what are these people? I mean, I don't know about everybody, but the ones in my mentorship line were always praised as the best of the best of the best. And, you know, get what were what was our team known for sponsoring the most people that we would register who were all the people that were registered? The most logical, logical people. Now, um, uh, all of that is coming from a place, think about it, whoever is creating that and creating an army of people, manipulating people, maybe helping them, maybe hurting them, but not caring either way. Mm -hmm. But just like the more that I people that I can get control and manipulating and the more that I can get train somebody else to control and manipulate people, then I make more money. Right. And then since I'm controlling them, I think they realized, hey, let's start a training system, mm -hmm. right? So we can't just, just make money from Amway. Let's make money from the actual training of them. And then they realized they can make a lot, lot more money than that, right? right? And so I think this was a slow shift. People were making money through Amway, through the sales of products. 
And then slowly as the trains became more available, they realized how much money was in it. And I think especially after, you know, um, certain people passed away, I think that the the leaders slowly just realized we've just got to manipulate and control these people to keep what we have. And that's why they're so so short-sighted and they're falling apart. They didn't adapt. They didn't go into creation mode. They went into how do I sustain it? Survival mode. How do I survive this, right? And so people skills really is just manipulation. And so the person that I was working with, again, it's not, this is not from a place of judgment or upset. You know, I, I've really been working through this so much um, of just, and understanding where these people are and where this person is, is that they are coming from a place of sociopath and or psychopath um, where there is just, um, that, that's the only way. Because looking at it from how I just explained it, that's the only way. How can I train an army of people, training an army of people to influence and manipulate people, whether it helps them or not, doesn't matter, just it helps me achieve my goals. Mm-hmm. That is a psychopath. Of course. I mean, nobody's dying, luckily, but they are losing lots of money. They are yeah. giving up t- many years. They're, they're sacrificing their self-images. I mean, it's they're dying inside. I mean, some of these This is guys, coming out good right now, by the way. Some of these guys that I got into the business, I got in in 2010, it's 2022, and none of them are living the lifestyle that they promised us that we were that we were supposed to achieve in five years. Not even the person who is promising it. Not even it. the person that's promising, exactly. Some of these people are living in the same home, driving the same cars. Some of these people are not even having children because they have not achieved their financial goals. I mean, they or they are that. having children because they haven't received their goals and they need some and they, excitement. And they, their fucking eggs are rotting. Um, dare I say that some people that are not in the financial positions, their mentors are telling them to abort their kids. I know a few people that are doing that. And it's just so scary. Like, after a while as a businesswoman, as a business person... Look at the past two to three years. Look at the past five years. If you're not growing or staying steady in growth and then skyrocketing, like what are and, and you're something still needs to there? change. Like something needs to change. What is insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And these people are still doing the same thing. Meeting after meeting after meeting. Year, like uh, year, year after, after year, year after year. After year. year. Money, I mean, I get they got money. started many of them as teenagers, but they're getting kind of old now and they're still yeah, doing it. I mean, fuck, we're some of us are pushing 30. I mean, hey, I gave up my 20s to a cult, so I can't I can't blame them. But damn, I hope but I thought New Yorkers were like, you know, quick, you know, well, we're impatient. Well, that's the thing is that 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 shows you the quality of the control of exactly. the narcissistic leader and Elmo is a fucking maniac he's the king of that shit so like somebody like that think about it they get so much praise for doing something so young yeah and really what they should be awarded for is they're the youngest person to be to have successfully put you know a psychopath into a business you know and allow him to manipulate all these young immigrant kids yeah and like yeah he figured out a young age but like in the reality his He's unhappy. He's not making much money. No, he's not. Like, he's hurting so many people. Like, For sure. He's not sleeping well at night, no matter what his social media says. <laughs> and if you look at these people, they're not smiling in their photos. Yeah, they all look like psychos. Um, and also, his mentors are also the bigger psychopaths, and they're controlling him and using him so that way their power is elevated even more. 
because you know his upline will not be who they are today if it wasn't for him so they need him they need him to continue to to pursue that psychopathic energy that brought him that success or else they lose it all that's the reason why most of them split they left that organization because they're psychos they were stealing money they were you know doing shady shit like everything is falling apart people are fucking dying literally and their health is just shit people are gaining weight people are getting sick people are not moving on there's no quantifiable results or or like energetic result or like or i don't know like how can you not see that like that was one of the things when i was slowly starting to question the leadership that i was a part of it was the same lifestyle that like none of them travel traveling is a sweet spot for us no none of them travel they're, they all they were doing was flashing their Louis Vuitton bags and their Louis Vuitton shoes and their Teslas but they would never book a trip to Paris or Mexico or Hawaii they were only wait for the corporation to pay so they can promote the corporation but it's like why aren't you traveling why isn't your home bigger why don't you have a cleaning lady like why are you cleaning your own home why aren't you you know doing more philanthropic work why aren't you doing other things writing writing a blog like one of the things that that really started a question which was what i was going to get to is like there would be nights where i would just watch some of these social media influencers living their best life like now now and i was like man all they're doing is posting YouTube videos and they're buying beautiful homes and traveling to Bora Bora and Hawaii and Bali and Fiji and all these things. And gosh, it looks so happy. Why is it that the people that I'm supposed to be looking up to that are these mega, mega people, they're just like chilling in their $2,000 rent closed gated community apartment that they've been living in since like 2013. And I'm supposed to be looking up to them. They're not traveling the world. They look, they're wearing the same clothes, doing the same meetings. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Wake the fuck up, dude. Like, look, take some time and look at other people's social medias that are actually thriving in life. Go to me and Paul's social media if you need some help. Like, dude, we made six figures in seven months while living in Mexico. We, have, we stay in the best Airbnbs around the world. We have people that come clean our Airbnbs while we're here. We, we buy whatever we want. We shop at the best supermarkets. We eat the best foods. We love each other so deeply. We respect each other so deeply. We can literally go anywhere we want around the world. Like... And, and we're not doing it through network marketing. We're not doing it by sucking on someone else's dick. Like, hello, wake up, get out, live your life. Life is so short. People are fucking dying right now. People are losing their homes. People's, people's health is declining. And you're fucking at a, at a virtual meeting that you paid $100 for? Oh my God. So many points came to mind when you were talking. I'm it's like, wake them. up. Life is so short. If you're 30-something years old and you have not lived in another country, 
you know how incredible living in Mexico was? Dude, we can't wait. Like, we're here for business because we know that the opportunities are here in Arizona. And we're just with open arms. Soaking it up. Soaking up the opportunity, the, the law of the inner circle, the law of proximity. Like, we are just soaking it in, networking, growing our business. Like, so many ideas, you know, so we're here. But in the meantime, Paul and I are looking at land in Hawaii. We're planning on different trips. We're planning the Maldives for my 30th. We're planning, you know, Alaska. We're like, we are just like ready for our next big move. And, and then some people are just like, oh yeah, when I go diamond, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. When I go, when I hit the certain level, we're going to do that. But Paul and I, we just threw ourselves in Mexico last February and you were making what, $60,000 in your job? I don't know. I was an entrepreneur taxes, trying yeah. to make like $500 a week. Like I had all these streams of income. I had a credit repair business, a fitness business. I think, no, I had an events just company. Yeah, I had an events company. I had Authentic, which was bringing some income because we have some clients every month. So I was probably making like $1,500 to $2,000 a month. And we still lived in Mexico and we stayed in really great places. And as we were living our dream of living in a different country and speaking a different language and, you know, living by the ocean, we developed a six-figure business while we were living our dreams. Like, do you understand the different thought process and the different mindset that that becomes? We were the most productive when we were, like, living by the ocean. We were the Mm -hmm. most productive and the most, um, what's the word, creative. Mm -hmm. And we really developed something huge when we were out of the country, doing all the cool things, riding jet skis, scuba diving, going to the beach, scooter rides, meeting cool people, dancing on a Wednesday night after, you know, working our business and chilling. We would go downtown and eat some mujeres, eat the bombest vegan food and then just dance all night. Like, are you, this is what we do. You do not have to wait to hit a certain income level or hit a certain rank or a tax bracket to fucking live your life. You can no. do it right now. If you want to stay, I mean, you don't have to stay in as nice of places that we did. No. You got a much, you know, a much lower income. You know, anybody, I mean, if you're willing to stay in hostels, you can do this for almost no money. Oh, yeah. As long as you have Wi-Fi, internet, build your life, right? Do what you got to do at work. What are, okay, Michelle, I don't have a remote business or job like you. Go stay in hostels. Good. Save stay up some hostels, money. Save up some money and learn how to fucking make money on the internet. Because if you don't know how to make fucking money on the internet and it's 2022, you're an idiot. Like, seriously, learn virtual real estate. Learn virtual marketing. Learn social media marketing. Learn how to make content. Learn about cryptocurrency. Learn about motherfucking trading. Like, I was just hearing somebody today saying they're looking for somebody to help them run their TikTok. And it's like, yeah, if, if like you became people, like you could have become an expert in TikTok, go, go work for somebody. Yes, exactly. We met people today, assistants of millionaires that are making high six figures. And what are they doing? Chilling, <laughs> chilling behind the scenes, making sure the operation is running. Like, are you serious right now? And you're at an office. Like, why are you, why are you working for someone else sitting at an office right now? Like, why? It's 2022. I haven't worked a job since 2019. When I got furloughed from corporate America, I literally told myself, I will never work for someone ever again. 
I will create success and I will create my own money some way, somehow, as I know. And I did it through so many avenues until I found the one that created wealth for us. That was good. I had three points that came up. <laughs> All right. So the first thing was the th one of the things that got Hugh to leave was him noticing that too is all he wanted to do was travel and yeah. he saw how nobody was traveling nobody fucking travels they all stay at home what the fuck are you doing in your house same kind of thing for me i mean that was true and on a deeper level i remember them always saying because i would bring it up and people would and they would train about it's like you know you know you don't have time right now to like you know work on your whatever you know work on you know do the inner reflection and the, the mm. spiritual stuff like go build your business get free like craig or oops we'll <laughs> i mean everybody knows who's whatever whatever you listen to yeah i'm talking about you motherfucker <laughs> all right oh, but <laughs> but like people like that who were <laughs> successful <Oops>. high rankers <laughs> right rankers. <laughs> um they were like that's what i'm chasing right and i see them I'm like they're not working on themselves. No. They're not going and doing a 10-day, like, you know, Buddhist meditation. Like, I would do that. They were, they're not, like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, doing lots of meditation. You know, they're not, you know, reading a bunch of spiritual books. Like, they weren't doing, like, the things that I would be doing if I had all the time and energy that they supposedly had. Right. And they didn't seem happy. Right. And so I'm just like, why am I... So I'm delaying to get something I don't want. And right. that's, that's when I started to question. Exactly. Because I realized I'm... And that's why what Hugh says, it's all a show, right? They have to create oh, a yeah. show that you want what I have. Yeah. And my whole job is to act, is to make you think that I have it. Right. When I don't. They don't. Uh, exactly. Most of them. And so they learn to manipulate. And so exactly. that was the core of the whole conversation. And then it also makes me sad because, you know, I know you have an experience where you don't want any of these people to be your friends anymore. I am still not at that point because I still have people that I really consider friends that are still in there. Maybe we're not going to ever be close friends again, mm -hmm. but I all I have is love for them. And I love to be some communication stream, even if we're not going to, um, you know, talk about the elephant in the room of that. I left the cult and called it a cult and you're still in it and you're ah. supposed to be it. Even if you're not going to call it out, that's okay. That's but any level of communication, because I'm such a relational person, yeah. I appreciate it. I don't expect it. I don't need it. And I'm hopeful. You know, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Well, your, your, your team was different than mine. Like, yes, my team was different. Your people were professional, logical, humans, like, you know what I mean? There like, was they, love there at a time. There was love. And, and many and of them are still friends. in. And it's just, I remember one of them who was on the fence. Yeah. Because you were talking about how it's about getting me to question myself. Right. You know, her and I were attending some right. other events um, that were teaching us to think for ourselves. <laughs> and oh, Lord. she was at a point where she started thinking for herself and wasn't communicating with her mentor. Mm -hmm. And what this led to was massive confusion because oh she'd be gosh. going thinking one way and then thinking another. Thinking one way and then thinking another, right? This constant. And it was just so... Sh and then... Myself and a combi who had left the cult were influencing her to say, hey, you know, like, you know, not telling her what to do, but just helping her try to see things on her own. Mm -hmm. And and at just at some point, she finally reached back out to her mentor. And suddenly 
suddenly out of there, no more confusion. Oh, it was all in me. I created it. None of it was real. And now I'm the bad guy because they got her back. And now I'm the bad guy because I didn't talk to the mentor. If I talked to the mentor, all would have worked out. But I'm the bad guy because I didn't. And so, you know, that's how we, you know, someone I was a close friends with just gone from my life now. And it's so sad because she was at a point where she was becoming the happiest I'd ever seen her. And now I'm sure she's the most unhappy she's ever been. I have no idea. I haven't talked to her in almost two years, barely seen anything, but I've, I've heard about her energy and I sense it. And if that's how she is, imagine how everybody else is. Of course. And, you know, and so that makes me sad. And so the reason, you know, just like, you know, we watch the Nixium thing. Yeah. We're watching, if you're on Netflix, watch the Leah Remini thing in Scientology. Uh, Scientology. The reason we do this is twofold. One, because I heal when I share. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, well, threefold then. Two, because I want to help others heal. And three, because there's people still in it that I hope that by sharing about this, I'm putting out that energy that, you know, please leave. And when you're ready to leave, there's no upset. Like, right. We're, it, we're just happy to hear from you. And yeah, that's the energy that, that I put out into the world, and that's why I want to do this. That's why Paul's doing If you reach out to me, I will not respond. Well, we had a different experience. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't people, say that about everybody who I was with. Well, here's the thing. Certain people that reach out to me that were in my team, and that they were told to block me, and then, then you realize, oh, you know... Oh fuck! I'm in a call. Let me leave too, and then let me reach out to Michelle. And then you're trying to schedule a call with me. Best believe you're not you're not priority. Like <laughs> you're probably not gonna talk to me till like motherfucking March or some shit like that. Like I've had a couple people that be like, hey, I just want to talk to you. And these were the people that were on my team that they were told to block me. Now you're trying to get on my calendar. Like, no. <laughs> And so if you're someone who, you know, was, was in my team, like, you're, you're just not going to get priority for me. Paul is nicer, you know, he's relational, and I just don't give a fuck. Like, here's the thing. I'm done with people on that team. I'm done with those friends. I mean, not I'm not friends. saying I'm going to be friends with these people. I just... But you want to make the peace. I just, I would like to, yes. Yeah, I mean, I already I'm made at the peace. peace. I'm already at peace with myself. It's like, I want you to eat, but not at my table. I, I want you. you to be happy, but be happy in your own world. I'm Don't fine with that. I'm not expecting to hang out with these people over Ain't dinner. Nobody, we're not going to hang out with nobody over no dinner. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying I want the best <laughs> for them. Ain't nobody coming over to my And house. that I hope that when some of them pop, they can be on our side towards fighting to help others get out. It'll, it'll be on an IG basis. God bless. Double tap. It doesn't have to be in person. Let you're too much. Let me tell you're you so something. You're so New Yorker that you're let just giving the New York response to Let this. me tell you something about them hoes. Okay. It's just like, like I told you. I'm at a point in my life where I know what we have to offer in terms of our value, in terms of our mindset, in terms of our lifestyle, our happiness, our joy. Our peaceful energy, our thought process, our business, that if you're not at, at the same vibe or the same frequency, you're not allowed. Actually, it won't, like, there will be friction. Exactly. If we're not in the same frequency. Exactly. And so some people don't feel the friction because they're not highly sensitive people like we are. What I feel the friction before the friction even starts. Uh -huh. And that's why, that's why I tell you, I was like, I don't even want to deal with the friction. How about you get to this level of frequency first, and then you, we, you will attract us, or we will attract you, and it'll just naturally flow. 
Like all the people that we decided to work with, it it naturally flows because Absolutely. we're in the same. Any deal that's meant to happen will happen. It just naturally. Flows. Any deal money that's not meant to happen, not account, meant to happen. A relationship flow. that's meant to happen will happen. A relationship that's not meant to happen money will not happen. Money that's supposed to come will come. Exactly. Naturally, when it's most meant to come. When it's meant to come. We don't gotta force it. We don't gotta beg for it. We don't gotta chase it. That's something that I learned. I no longer chase for money. Money's chasing after me these days. I let it flow, I get it, I, and I treat it with respect when it comes in, and I see the value in it, and I also put it into things that is going to create happiness and joy in the world. <sighs> I love it. I'm getting yeah. tired, so we could wrap this up. So anyways... But to anybody who's out there... Oh, I wanted to share one more thing. So when they were indoctrinating these people, I remember there's this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't talked to him a while, but like we've we've been friends mm -hmm. it's been a while since i've talked to him but he was a very strong you know christian based mm -hmm. guy and i remember when he got when he was getting started in business he's like okay i gotta pray on it and i'll get back oh, to you yeah. mm -hmm. and he really joined us he saw that we were really were good people because it was mm -hmm. me and bethany who brought this guy in mm -hmm. um and we're just both good people mm -hmm. and so he recognized that and i remember they did this pvbv uplift thing right mm -hmm. so if you weren't in this you know, our, this system, you won't know what I'm talking about. But basically, we got paid more off of the products. That off you of sold. Uh, that, no. That you well, bought or sold. We're supposed to be selling the products to just customers. But now, um, uh, and it, that was what it was for. For anyone that has customer orders, they get like an uplift. So we just get paid like 20% more than we normally would. But there's a way in the system to report it, to report everything that I order or anything that anyone in my team orders as customer volume remember this michelle yeah the 20 percent pvbv uplift meant to be for customers but we would do it for everyone did you have this or no you didn't yeah, have this experience but you would you do it for all of your volume not just for um so it's supposed to be for customers yeah but you got it for your, your whole but personal. if you entered it in the cvr or whatever then your personal volume also got the uplift do you remember right. this yeah and it's just anyway i won't get into the details because it might confuse people but I remember this guy wouldn't do it. He's like, no, this is against my morals. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Steven said that he can chat this weekend, by the way. So he wouldn't do it. Let me finish his thought that will end it. So he wouldn't do it. But then over time, eventually he folded and, let, and he was willing to do it because Bethany was going platinum and he really wanted to help and Bethany. And then what happened? Did he, fold, like, did he feel bad? Later I on? don't remember exactly, but I mean, the reality is he compromised on his morals. Wow. In order to, I mean, but he did it because he felt like he was helping us, which he did, and he's a great human being for that. And he had to compromise his morals, which is just not okay. We were using good intentions to get him to do not good things. We didn't know better. We were right. we had already been indoctrinated. But this is how and it you, starts, and right? You think that this you're is doing how it starts. Good. But this is why. See, let me end with this is so important. The people that are there the longest that succeed mm -hmm. are the ones who are become so indoctrinated, right? Mm -hmm. Where they learn, right? Here's the first test. Will you do something like that? Mm -hmm. Will you compromise mm -hmm. your morals to, ha to, to get this other person to succeed? Mm -hmm. And then once they do that, it gets bigger and bigger. The right. tests get bigger and bigger, right? And then we get in that inner circle where Hugh gets in. He gets to see the real dirty shit that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, they're so indoctrinated that they're willing to do anything to keep this and manipulate people. And it's, mm -hmm. it starts with that little stuff. And so my thought is to any one of you, if you're doing something where you feel like you're compromising your morals or you don't feel good about it or you feel 
that you are delaying something that yeah. you want to do now um, or you feel that you are putting something else ahead of your own happiness I just I I, I encourage you to just take a step back mm. take a weekend meditate and really see if what you're doing feels right that's okay. what I gotta say yeah I think it's just about really f- figuring out what makes you happy what brings you joy are you doing the things that that bring out the inner child in you? Are you doing the things that bring out the joy, the laughter, the excitement out of you? And if the answer is no, and whatever you're doing is just bringing out anxiety or fear or confusion or lack, right? Or, or delaying, constantly delaying, delaying, delaying. It's another year. How long is it going to be till you book your dream trip? How long is it going to be till you are able to purchase the things that you want without looking at the price tag? How long is it going to be till you, you know, send your mom a couple thousand dollars? Like, how long are we, are you going to wait? And if you feel like you're, you've been waiting for a long time, it's time that you take this time to really evaluate your life, your business, like your dreams and your passions and just go after with blind faith and just know that God is going to lead you to exactly where you're meant to do exactly where you're supposed to do but if you're if you're going against you know what you truly believe in what you truly want how is god going to open the door for you yeah. know for growth and 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 blessings for you you know if i didn't take the leap of faith of letting go of a business that i was in and that have been working so hard to grow for almost 11 years God would have never opened up the opportunity for me and Paul to be together, for us to live in a different country, to be in real estate today real, as real estate investors. And to, you know, I mean, are we impacting people? Yes, <laughs> I guess, in our own way. Are we doing it because we need it to grow our business? No, right? We don't need to impact you for us to grow our business, right? Where that's what that's that's what network marketing was like. I need to impact people because that's how I grow my business. No, we don't do that. We we just took a leap of faith on something that was really scary, and now we're blessed beyond measure. So that's basically the well, moral of the story. We could go on for hours about this, and I'm falling yeah. asleep. So we got to call it a night. <laughs> but I think this came out amazing. Yeah, thanks for we're listening. We're gonna have y'all. to do this a lot more often because we always have in these amazing conversations. And we love you all, and we're grateful to share this time with you. And uh, I think that's it. I got to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Peace and love, y'all. Hope Peace you have love. an amazing Happy New Year. year. Hope your 22 is going fantastic. We got a lot more to share. I think we're going live tomorrow about Mexico. Got so. some cool reels coming out. So, peace and love until that next time. Amen. Love you. Bye.